0: welcome to live let thrive a podcast about the airbnb life the share economy and everything in between here are your hosts micah and steve hello 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 and welcome
1: back to another exciting episode (laughs) of live let
0: Thrive. thrive
1: what is up micah man i am good how you doing stevie stacks
0: Wonderful, bro! Wonderful. It's a beautiful Thursday here in the DFW. Uh, this is Live Let Thrive, your favorite Airbnb, VRBO, HomeAway, Live Uber, Turo, all that share economy stuff podcast in the world. And we have a very special guest today, Mike.
1: Who we got? What episode number is this?
0: This is episode one seventy-eight, actually. And we have a special guest named Brian Payne, bringing the pain today. You want to know about What's Brian? How y'all yeah, doing? house of pain. I like it. We're doing good, man. Let me read you a little bio real quick. It can, it says, "While Brian, I like how you wrote it in the third person. That helps, you know, cuz I've always had to change it for people. Uh, <laughs> while Brian was working in healthcare, he was recruiting, he was renting out his furnished rentals to traveling nurses. He had 10 units and they all stayed full because there was a constant flow of new healthcare workers being hired by local hospitals. In 2014, He launched Furnish Finder as an answer to the healthcare housing crisis and now has over 70,000 monthly rentals representing a potential of 20 million bookable nights per month. And we all give money to Brian and, you know, we all do it. And (laughs) welcome to the show, Brian. Glad to
2: be here, guys.
0: Thank you, Steve and
2: Micah. Thanks. uh, Just chat and
0: uh, see what's going on with you guys. Oh, wow. That's cool. I didn't know your backstory, man. So you were in healthcare and then, you know, just started written out furnished rentals and, and then it just, you're like, wow, I need to make a website.
2: I mean, we, we all do it right. We kind of look for an angle, look for, you know, while I was working for a company called Boston scientific, I was, uh, selling pacemakers and defibrillators. So going in with these electrophysiologists, cardiologists and helping them implant these devices, know i had a lot of access to a lot of travel nurses so um you know real estate kind of runs in my blood and my wife's blood so you know she said hey we're just going to rent a condo when we're going to get married and uh, she threw it up on craigslist furnished and uh yeah no sooner than that did we get contacted by a uh, travel nurse um, staffing company they reached out to us said hey can i slam a nurse in there for three months. We said, absolutely. And then after that, they said, how about another one? And how about another one? So we said, oh, we're, we might be to something. So we bought a handful of units and they continued to stay full, like the bio said. And um, yeah, we just kind of kept growing from there. And at some point we just realized like, look, we're limited by the amount of physical properties we can have, but there might be a bigger opportunity and that's kind of how we started with
1: Furnish Finder. So what uh, So what market were you guys in to where you're just getting nurses like that back to back? Yeah, I mean, travel nurses, they travel all over
2: the U.S. Um, so uh, if you have a hospital in or around your town within 30 minutes drivable distance, chances are they're coming to the area. Where we were was lovely, Bakersfield, California, California. Um, So that was a, you know, there's kind of a high turnover. It's outside of LA over the grapevine, about 90 minutes or so. So just enough to kind of get it out of commute range. And uh, although I love it in terms of the people, not the most desirable place in the whole world. um, And uh, so there's just a lot of turnover. So uh, yeah, there's a lot of travel nurses coming through there. We were just sitting on it. We didn't really, we didn't know it. But uh, turns out that, you know, that area is one of the, you know, hotter areas for travel nurses in the country. But, you know, all the major cities that you would expect, um, D.C., Nashville, Denver, um, San Jose, California, San Diego, L.A., uh, Austin, Dallas, Houston, I mean, uh, on and on. Uh, But it's not just... um, kind of cities it's rural as well because there's hospitals everywhere and we need healthcare providers more than ever.
1: Mm. I'm happy you brought up rural because that's where I was going to lead into. Uh, Have you seen any like market gaps where, Hey, there's this many nurses asking for housing on Furnish Finder, but there's not enough houses of housing available, like short-term rentals available. Have you seen those areas?
2: I mean, um, yeah, there's always going to be those areas. So, I mean, it just kind of, it depends. We built our system to kind of track where the travel nurses are, are going, and that was since 2014. So, we have a lot of data, and we know kind of their migration patterns, if you will. Um, so, yeah, we're pretty well covered in the map with about 70,000 listings um, and, and growing. So, but yeah, I mean it it really just kind of depends on uh, on who's hiring, who where the biggest needs are. Everything has changed obviously in the last 15, 20 months. Um, mm-hmm. to where, you know, they turned they cut off elective procedures and that that really kind of upset the balance between the travelers and the landlords. Um, but that has sensed kind of that ship has been righted, um, so to speak, and then um, I guess we'll say with this Delta wave, everything has uh, it's changed for the better. I mean, for French Finder, it's it's been uh, amazing. we were very well positioned to handle both waves of of COVID. First wave was you know you had a lot of a lot of companies that maybe they were in short term rentals, Airbnb, VRBO. Uh, things like that, and they were looking after those nightly. Well, when leisure travel shut down, you know, a lot of people come looking t- to Furnish Finder because we're kind of that in in the middle, sort of in that sweet spot. And then uh, similarly, uh, same with business travel shut down at the same time. Um, so we were just well positioned at that point to kind of handle that. Um, and now, you know, things have changed in you know, in terms of travel nurses, they're still very, very steady. Now that elective procedures have come back, um, travelers are traveling as much, if not more than ever, just because of the demand. But now travel nurses are, are competing against, um, you know, all different types of travelers, remote workers. I mean, people maybe like yourselves realize that, hey, you know, I can go live in Austin for six months, let's go visit our family out there, and we'll make it a a, a work trip. Um, you know, and if you're a remote worker, you know, monthly furnished housing is something that, you know, either you're considering or have considered, uh, just because just the demand is, is there and, and people have more freedom, and more choice than ever before.
0: So back in the back in the beginnings of Furnished Finder, because you must have you must have looked at other other avenues when you said, "Oh, wow, you know, this is I mean, decent money renting out, you know, spots to to traveling nurses," and you must have obviously looked at, "Oh, we'll just throw it on Airbnb, see what happens, or throw it on uh, VRBO or whatever there was available." And and, and what what was the moment where you said, "Well, this isn't really this isn't really built for like traveling nurses." And there's not nothing really out there. I guess corporate housing by owner was one. But when was the moment you're like, I, I need to make something here. I need to build something. And, and how did how did that go?
2: Yeah, it's a great question. Um, you know, we realized as landlords, like that that was our niche. We loved running to travel nurses. They're background screened already, so they're you know they're going to be you know they're there to work. They're not vacationers. They're not partiers. They're there to do a job. They're they're going to work for 12-hour shifts. They're going to come home. They're going to make something to eat, maybe watch a Netflix show and crash out. So, you know, in terms of wear and tear, it was, you know, the turnaround is every three months and about a third of the time they do renew. So we just liked those type of tenants. Um, they were easy for us. I had a job, like we we're saying, you know, we have to, you know, you got to do what you have to do until you get there. And that's what I was doing. I was working as a pacemaker rep, working for Boston Scientific, great company, really enjoyed it. Gave me um, a lot of insight in the, um, you know, I was around a lot of these travel nurses that kind of, that I was renting to. So it was kind of a unique situation. Um, But at, at some point it was like, you know, as a landlord, I was looking for 30 days and greater. You know, I didn't want the high turnover. I didn't want, and, and all the issues that came with it. So I just realized I, I looked at you know of one that you mentioned and a few others and just there was nothing in between. It felt like you know you've got 12 month over here and you've got nightly over here. And of course I think you know Airbnb did have 30 days and greater and but it was never I know that they released a for work as well, but it, it never seemed to be, um, a priority for them. And, um, uh, so anyway, we said, look, if it's important to us as landlords, you know, there's gotta be a, a nationwide market for it. And I gotta believe that, you know, other landlords think like we do. So let's go out kind of cover the business and in, in, uh, a lot of, a lot of prayer and, <laughs> uh, everything else. And, uh, off we went.
0: So <laughs> So we've all had this this moment, you know, in dealing with Airbnb, and, and maybe oh, I got this idea that's a good niche that doesn't, you know, that doesn't quite work with Airbnb. I have a few. I go to buy the gold-daddy no domain names and I mess around with it a little bit. And of course, I'm like, oh, it's gonna, it's gonna cost me a lot of money to actually go through with this. So how do you uh, what What was your next step? What do you, I mean? How did you know anything about building websites or man, anything like it, that? At this point,
2: you know, I'll say uh, a couple things. One is um, when you're, when you're launching something like this, um, have a plan, know your business model and uh, surround yourself with people you trust. Um, And I was very, very lucky. I worked with my wife and my brother-in-law. So the trust part was there. And luckily they're, two of the most brilliant people I know. Uh, so that helps as well. Um, and so other than that, um, it was kind of just one of those things where, okay, so back, back to your, your question was the, um, Hold on. Bring me back. Sorry. So uh, it's,
0: yeah, you get that idea. You're like, okay, I need to make a website. It's like, like what is the, what do you do? I know you, right. you go to GoDaddy, get the name. I, I don't know. How, to, what is your, how do you do it?
2: Yeah, it was such an, uh, such, it was very, very new for, for me. So I, like I said, I quit my job and, and went all in here uh, with Furnish Finder. And it was one of those things where, um, although I had no experience creating a website, Um, we had, uh, and, and knowing what I know now, would I have gone this far, I'm not sure it's, it's a beast. It's like an iceberg. Like, you know, you see the platform on the very top, but there's so much that goes into it and we really haven't even scratched the surface. There's so much more that we can and want to do. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was extremely difficult. Like I said, uh, a lot of prayers, a lot of tears. Um. At the breakfast table, but you know, we knew that we had a really good idea, and we we knew that if we had the right business model, uh, we and had and kind of had the right team in place, we could build it, um, and we did. And it took us um, many years, and we st- you know, and a, a couple of uh, business model shifts as well. So, uh, like I say, know your business model uh, so you don't have to go through that brain damage. And uh, loss of time and such. So we came in uh, early in 2014 and our kind of our approach was, hey, let's just um, let's go after the stipend travelers. So in terms of, you know, medical travel, there's about 90 percent of them will take the stipend. You know, Airbnb really paved the way for you know for travelers to just give them the choice and just to empower them to say, "Hey, I can book my own housing. I don't need you know a my staffing company to provide my own housing." So they really paved the way and just empowered travelers to think that way. Um, And uh, yeah, so we just kind of found a niche and and um, worked our way through it, and we just listened to our. Customers listened to our uh, travelers, finding out what what they wanted, and um, went
0: from there. Hmm. So yeah, I, I guess I guess what I'm getting at um, is so so I have an idea. So, oh, this this is a cool niche in the Airbnb, or I'm, I'm sorry, the short-term rental, long-term rental, middle midterm rental, whatever, whatever niche I come up with. Yeah. Like I, I, I get it, got to create a website to capture these people. How much money do I need to get started? <laughs> How much? I mean, I know it's a vague, it's a general question, but like, like we've we've had the guy from Turnover BNB, the the founder of Turnover BNB, you know, the cleaning for, you know, fire sure. cleaner for Airbnb, and I've talked to him a few times, and, and he said he's spent over a million dollars on his website already, and it's still yeah. not where he wants to get it.
2: It's it, the time time is is the biggest thing, um, of course, money, but. It's, it's so heartbreaking and I feel him. It's so heartbreaking when you spend, let's say six months and whatever thousands of dollars to build something that you want and you just never quite get it there and you have to scrap it and then you lose that time and the money and it's, it's, uh, it's really difficult. I mean, there's no easy button. There really is not. We've learned it, um, and uh, I, I think I mean we used to say that we made sales despite ourselves, you know. I think it's just God is <laughs> good and gave us the opportunity to to uh, compete in this market and create this little uh, this niche, um, which is expanding. And um, yeah, there's no easy button. If you want a number, it would it's easily half million dollars. We were, mm-hmm. we were a little bit different, so it was it was one of those things where we said, Hey, we believe in the model. We believe in what we can do. So let's go for it. So we quit our jobs and all the money that we had put in. Um, and it was totally bootstrapped. We didn't take outside money. We're still, um, kind of that type, same type of company. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's no easy, easy way to do it. It, There's a lot of brain damage and a, a lot of, um, A lot of swings and misses, I'll tell you. A lot of swings and misses. There are no guarantees and it's hard.
0: Okay. (laughs) Some questions, Mike.
1: Yeah, Is there like a particular type of housing that that you guys find to be more desirable? Like
0: for you guys to
1: grow your company, is there a particular type of housing that people need to be putting on your platform to make it, you know, to really entice more travel nurses to come on to Furnish Finder?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's a great question. I mean, we're we're not the vacation rental, you know, so the, the beachfront mansion is probably not going to do very well on our site. Um, but I mean, these are traveling professionals. I and mean, we keep saying travel nurses, but there's so many out there now, you know, remote workers, digital nomads, you have a lot of um, people in oil, ag, engineers, students, professors, doctors, all of the above. So, um, lumping them all in. Um, but, you know, I was listening to one of your previous podcasts and they were saying, somebody was saying, Hey, you know, in DC area, you can get, um, you know, one bedroom condo for under hundred grand. Um, so, you know, that was kind of our model. We were, we were looking for low maintenance, one, two bedroom, or, you know, three twos, no pools, things like that that we could easily um, put five, $10,000 worth of furniture in there and start renting to, to travel nurses. So, uh, you know, some travel nurses like to rent rooms. You know, they can have the camaraderie, they have, you know, they can share a space, feels like home, it's better than a hotel, and the price point is uh, is more attractive. There's other travelers that's, that really want their own place. Um, I don't blame them. So you know, I want my own place. I want I want a dishwasher. I need washer, you know, laundry in the unit and things like that. So you know, it, short answer is: Hey, get a one and two bedroom with laundry and um, dishwasher and parking, and
0: you'll be set. And blackout curtains. And blackout, curtains. <laughs> like, yeah, you like those, yeah, the, yeah. The the um, it's funny because the HO uh, the HOA. Um, sent me a message that, hey, one of your tenants has put foil on the windows. (laughs) I'm like, oh, crap. And so I, I asked her, and she said, "Yeah, you know, I just like to like it really dark." I was like, "Oh, you should have told me." That. You know, it's it's kind of an Airbnb, and would you travel. We have travel nurses in there too. So I didn't have blackout curtains. I was like, "You know what? I'm gonna go put some tomorrow. I'll be over there put some blackout curtains for you." Yeah. We can't have foil on the windows. <laughs> no, no foil, right? Yeah. Your neighbors great. love that, right? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I I did it at you know back in my very first house, which you know kind of in the hood, but I I, I would black out my room because I worked midnight shifts. I blacked out. Oh yeah. Put foil works great man so i mean I'll, I'll tell you so you good.
2: can't buy class like that <laughs> <laughs> foil on the windows i mean class like that doesn't happen overnight
0: better so. <laughs> through furnish finder not nah, cool. <laughs> cool cool girl uh, um but yeah so I, what's what's different about about your, y'all's y'all's model is from airbnb or vrbr or whatever yep. is is you let us deal directly with the with the uh Guests, right? With the, right. With the nurses. Right. So, OK, you found we found her. Here's a lead. We talk to them, you know, and, then, and say, oh, they like our place. We'd like to I'd like to rent it for three months, which is mostly it's, it's mostly three months. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And then the rest is up to us. So uh, it's cool. I mean, me and, you know, me and Micah have been doing rentals for a while. And we've been doing Airbnb for a while. So, okay, drawing up a contract, it's no big deal. Now, that could be a, a hurdle for a lot of people that just sign up for, for Furnished Finder, right? They don't know how to do a, a lease contract and stuff like that. What, sure. what advice do you have for them?
2: Yeah, great question again. Um, so, uh, you know, Keycheck is a company that we own and they're a sister company. They do, um, they do tenant screening, custom leases, and they also do online rent payment. And so in your furniture Finder dashboard you can go ahead and schedule any of those that you want so we're um, while we're building it into the workflow you can just go ahead sign up at keycheck.com or you go you know straight into your furniture vendor dashboard and you could do that and so we just give you the tools to do it yourself and it's a unique model i mean again it's it's not airbnb where it's um, you know it's bookable right then and there because think about it it's like you said, an average is three months. You kind of want to know as a landlord, who's going to be staying in your place for three months, especially mm-hmm. if maybe it's a basement unit or, you know, kind of a shared type of property. Um, so we recommend that you, even though travel nurses are tenant screening, uh, you know, travel nurses are great tenants. We still recommend screening them just because they're people, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, just because they can get hired and pass a background check background check uh, doesn't mean that um, they can manage their money or they don't have, they haven't been evicted a couple of times or they haven't um, you know paid their car payment or they've got a judgment or a lien or credit score of 520. So mm-hmm. always do those credit checks and yeah, so we give the tools to these types of landlords, we try to educate them as much as possible. But yeah, it's a uh, it's a model where you list, you create your own lease, um, you can schedule your own online rent payment. But the thing is that you collect 100% of the rental fees. You know, we're not in the middle. You do pay us a very uh, nominal fee on the front end as a membership, and that's a 12-month membership. It goes for $99, unless you're a hotel or apartment complex, and it's a little bit more. But um but yeah, a very simple model uh, by design and a very low price point by design.
0: No, we love it because, yeah, like I said, we're used to, you know, having a long-term rental, short-term rental. So, and we get to keep all the money. It's like, oh, cool, you right. know, because, yeah, sure, Airbnb makes it convenient. They can book and then they're in there. But like you said, you know, it's, it's a three-month booking most of the time. And then we don't know who it is really and a lot of the like places we do long term the HOA does want to know who it is you know do a little information on them stuff like that and but yeah it's 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 great we get to keep all the money for ourselves <laughs> right
2: well, That's that's we we kind of built our uh, a system around a system that we would want to use as well and we were kind of utilizing these systems just to get tenant leads that's what we wanted so we would we would get a an Airbnb Listing, we get, we put stuff on Craigslist, put it on Zillow or wherever, and we try to. I mean, have to be careful with a couple of those platforms because online housing scams are crazy. Um, But all we all we really wanted were was the um, tenant leads, you know. So we built a system um, that provides tenant leads to landlords, and they can go ahead and um, pick the best tenant after kind of screening them the way that they want to. And then their furnished rental or furnished rentals are, are full for the next three months. And then they do it all again.
1: Do you guys plan on maybe in the future making it so someone can like instant book a property for three months or something like that? Like, Hey, they've passed the furnish finder background check and boom, they can instant book for three months. They're verified. Do you guys plan on eventually doing something like that?
2: Well, we are doing uh, hotels and that's our focus right now. We know that hotels are an important part of the journey for these travelers. So hotels are easy to um, integrate with and we've signed agreements with um, all of the big ones. So, um, yeah, uh, we are doing online booking of hotels. But again, as a landlord, you know, for me, Hmm. I always wanted to screen my own tenants. So, an instant booking. Um, we the short answer is yes, but it'll uh, will still give the um, the the right. landlord the you know the control that they need, where they can approve, they can screen, and then they can book. But just allowing anybody to book for three months, I don't think that's very responsible. And I'll tell you why is because if I had bad credit. I would flock to that site and say, I can get into a place for three months. They don't even check my credit because my credit's horrible. And, you know, and then who knows what can happen once they're in. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, evictions and things like that. We, um, we concentrate on traveling professionals. They stay, they have a, a, a contract they're there for three months. And then they typically move on to the next city. So, Um, yes, for the Insta book, sort of is the,
1: is the answer. And you kind of surprised me. You guys said you're doing hotels. So my friend, he just just did a exit interview with a, um, with the traveling nurse. And he was asking, Hey, how do we bridge the gap of getting you guys into these short-term rentals? And that's one thing she brought up. She goes, well, most of us still use hotels. Do you know how to, how to bridge that gap? And is there like a demographic that I would prefer the hotel over the house or the condo? Do you, you guys know that information?
2: Man, it's like, you guys have uh, planned this out or something. You guys
1: are asking great questions. So, <laughs> we
0: don't plan. We don't plan. So.
1: <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> We're just in the space, man. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's keep going then.
2: So um, I think uh, there are, a, there are a lot of people that like hotels for me it would be a short-term bridge until i get to where i'm going like i would want like i said earlier i would want a one bedroom or two bedroom i'd want you know a dishwasher i'd want your um, laundry and you know convenient place things like that convenient area Um, hotels like say maybe your place that i'm i'm looking at i really like your place micah but it's not available for three weeks, but my contract starts today. Well, I'll park in a hotel because your condo is worth waiting for. So I'll book your condo for two months or you know, three months, but you know, say it's not quite ready, I'll pop, I'll pop into a hotel for sure. Another reason why they might use hotels is again, online housing scams are crazy out there. Yeah. So, and I'll tell you a little bit about what Furnish Finder does to combat that, but Um, you know, about hotels, a lot of travel nurses or, you know, other types of travelers will just say, hey, let's go and get boots on the ground. You know, let's park in a hotel for a week or two. We'll go and we'll visit, you know, different places, visit different landlords, look at some real places, and then I'll sign an agreement and hand over my deposit money. So there's some, a couple different scenarios where
0: hotels, you know, play a part. Yeah, they help fill in the gaps, fill in the gaps.
2: Yeah, and, you know, and I guess the other third, you know, I do know that some travelers really do like hotels. They like the amenities, they like the privacy, and they like the early out. So if uh, their contract gets canceled tomorrow, well, they just wave to the front desk person and they're gone. You know, there's no lease, even though most of our leases on Furnish Finder are month to month um with you know with these types of travelers in mind hotels have the the easiest type of cancellation policy right
0: just leave yeah (laughs) just leave right do you guys
1: have like okay you have a i have a bunch of three twos they're right they're right across the street from the hospital and people are willing to pay the extra and they're saying hey i got my family coming in town now uh, that's just a property out in rural Arkansas, right? Now my ones in Dallas, they're two twos, but I'm not getting as many of the family travelers coming in. Do you know like where the influx flux of like the travel nurse who's, Hey, I'm traveling with my family. Do you know, like the demographic of them? How are, are they like that often? Like the, I guess, how hard are they to find? Cause you know?
2: Yeah. I mean, you'll see them come through your dashboard. I I would say the majority of these types of travelers will travel solo. Um, Sometimes they'll say, hey, it's close enough where my husband can visit. Because a lot of these travelers will have a mortgage. They'll have a home somewhere else. But they take a travel assignment and they're gone for three months. And the husband will come in, you know, hang out once a month or something like that. But, um, you know, some of them also do travel with uh, the family and the kitchen sink. So... It really just depends. I don't think I could put my thumb on it.
0: Doggies, they bring doggies.
2: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, We found about maybe 25% uh, come with pets. Yeah. Um, I understand, you know, the debate is, hey, you know, what what do the travel nurses do with a pet when you're at work? Um, And I know that there's a lot of uh, different sitting services, walking services, things like that. Um, but I understand the, uh, the pet thing as well. Hey, you know, it could be a lonely gig for three months without your best friend. So I understand that.
0: Nice.
1: I'll go ahead to Steve.
0: Oh, I was, was going to ask, um, so what, how did Furnished Finder become synonymous with travel nurses? Cause it's, the, it's not in the name, it's Furnished Finder. How did it become like, that's the go-to for travel nurses?
2: Um, yeah. Well, I I it's not by accident. Um, you know, again that's who we focused on. You're right, it's not in the name. Um we just uh by who we aligned ourselves with, we partnered with a lot of medical staffing companies in that industry. Um and we have probably over 100 medical staffing companies using us, uh, you know, and referring us to their stipend travelers. So really, it's about the kind of the company that we kept that was our business model instead of kind of creating a, um, a monthly uh, platform where it's good for everybody, which it is, it's available for everybody. We did go after the travel nurse because we knew that they were um, a very, very steady source of tenant leads. And ultimately, that's what we wanted as landlords, a steady source of tenant leads.
0: So, so, so what were some of the early names of Furnish Finder? The, the more embarrassing, the better.
2: Oh, that's funny. Um, <laughs> well, you know, we, we also have uh travel com. We're kind of uh, fans of just telling exactly what it is. Uh, so we own travel nurse, um, And that helps uh, a, a lot in terms of uh, brand recognition because um, all of that business funnels right through Furnish Finder, but You know i can't remember some of the more embarrassing names um to tell you the truth i think it's just been it's been uh so long um that it's just the only thing i can think of is (laughs) furnished (laughs) right
1: now so since you said you guys targeted all these travel nurse housing companies like right now you you pointed out earlier you know you have the, all the remote workers is there any other demographic of travelers do you got, that you guys see that are going to be that are spiking that you could start you know catering Furnish finder to?
2: yeah i mean absolutely they're they're finding us just because um, monthly short term housing is is hard to find sometimes you can go to apartments.com whom we love but you can go to apartments.com and it's sometimes it's difficult to find the furnished ones or Zillow or, you know, any of these other platforms. And it's difficult to really define the furnished ones. And if if they are furnished, are they truly furnished or are they just saying, oh, well, I, we can furnish them through court for another $750. So mm. um, it's hard to really, you know, and, and then what about utilities? Do I have to put utilities in my name or, you know, so it, it's just one of those things where, you um, it was always a little bit, um, hard, uh, to find. So it's one of the kind of the reasons we did it.
0: All right. Bones to pick with furniture finder. Yeah. And Micah, you might have some, I got, I got, some, I got a few, <laughs> nothing crazy. Wow. It is not even your fault. It is why, why are there so many? It seems there's so many that want to stay at the Taj Mahal and pay 900 bucks a month. How does that, how does that even, I mean, I don't understand it. Maybe they're coming from like a rural, rural podunk place instead of they can get to Taj Mahal for 900 bucks a month, but they come into Dallas and they want to spend 900 bucks a month. Our, our, we're paying like 1500 a month in the mortgage or whatever. <laughs> I, I just, yeah. yeah. What, what, how, how I get you.
2: And it's, um, it's an education problem. Uh, we have, you know, I've, if we're talking about specifically travel nurses, there's a lot of, this is what happened in the industry. You know, COVID hit, a lot of travel nurses split or a lot of nurses retired early. So we have a whole new people but it's a transient industry by design, right? So you're always having a new influx of travel nurses and they're they're fairly young. So I think it's an educational problem to where they go, you know, hey, my place in, you know, Jacksonville I can get a, I got my two bedroom, two bath for 800 a month. And I'm assuming that's going to be the same in Dallas or San Francisco, right? No, <laughs> not right. Um, so it's an education problem. It really is. And um, some of them feel fairly entitled to, Hey, the, I'll never pay that. Well, well, guess what? That's the going rate and that's right. called market rate. And that's what the market will bear. And if you really want what you're asking for, then you're going to pay for it, you know, because you guys as landlords, you're not willing to give, um, you know, discounts necessarily just because they're in a certain profession. You know, I love travel nurses, but, you know, sometimes they really do need to educate themselves on, um, you know, the housing costs and what's expected in the cities that they're looking for a job you know, so we have a budget tool. They can kind of type in and say, Hey, I'm looking at San Francisco, you know, I'm looking at DC and then I'm looking at Biloxi, Mississippi. Well, one of those, you're going to get a lot more for your money than the other two, right? Mm -hmm. So they can kind of go through, type in those, those areas and get a good idea of kind of the housing costs and what to expect before, you know, they just get off the, off the bus and land there and just go, wait, are you kidding? It's, $2,800 2800 for a studio, it's 3200 for a one bedroom, you know, um, yeah, sometimes, I mean, and housing right now is gangbusters. Mm. I mean, it is, um, it's really, really competitive. So if they think that they, if travel nurses think that they have a corner on the market, or they deserve something, well, they're going to get left in the dust,
0: We've seen their salaries online. Hey, come work over here for $100 an hour and so-and-so. Uh, well, Kansas yeah, city. these
2: crisis rate pays, I mean, they, they really can um, uh, make some, some decent money. But uh, right. again, right. a lot of them also do have to pay a mortgage at home. That's an- true.
1: Another thing to also look at to kind of add on to what Steve's saying and to kind of go into a little bit of background research so a couple of weeks ago, we actually did. I did research on exactly what Steve was asking. And this is for the people out there. This is something to consider. Uh, we looked up, hey, how much does a travel nurse make in this area? And actually, Texas and Arkansas are the lowest places they get paid.
2: Yeah, so, it does vary.
1: Uh, yes. So if you're looking in Texas and Arkansas, they're going to go for a cheaper rate because they don't get paid as much as Someone going out somewhere right. else, so th- that's yeah. another. Florida is
2: like that as well. Um, mm. You know, I think it depends on hospital contracts or you know something above my head, but um, yeah. but yeah, it's not one size fits all in terms of their their rates, and it gets pretty aggressive. Like uh, some of the the biggest facilities are paying the most, which is leaving the little facilities that that can't pay that out mm-hmm. in the lurch. So it's it's affecting our healthcare system. In the short term as
0: well. So, so how does it work? Like, I mean, you were in the industry and, and you have a lot of ties to the industry. So, does a does a hospital say, okay, we'll pay? I don't know, anywhere from fifty to a hundred bucks an hour, all the overtime you want, and then, um, and do they give stipends for for you know a place to stay? Do they give you like you know a thousand bucks a month for a place to stay or two thousand or whatever?
2: Yeah, I think the uh, you know they'll look at the the stipend, the cost of living, and things like that. They will get a stipend. Um, it's a tax-free stipend, and it does depend on. I think they have a, uh, a house of their own, or they're paying. Um, you can't kind of double dip for tax reasons. Um, but yeah, they they do get stipends for sure.
0: Okay, and, but
2: it, you can't think of it one for one and go okay. Well, San Francisco it's going to be a higher cost city. So that stipend should reflect that for whatever reason. I think a lot of the medical staffing companies, they it's like buying a car. Okay. Well, you want to lower down payment. Great. Well, you're going to have, you know, you're going to raise something else up here mm-hmm. so they can kind of mess around with the numbers and, oh, you want a good, um, you know, housing stipend. Great. Well, your, your pay is going to go down. So, there's only so much money, so to speak, and, and uh, in, in these housing contracts. So, but yeah, they do get um, stipend contract or
0: they do get uh, stipends with their contracts. Cool. I'm going I'm to call Joe Biden, see if he can get some money to these travel nurses so they can pay some more rent to us.
2: Man, they deserve it. <laughs> they're working so hard, truly. They, really? Yeah. Yeah. They're the backbone of our healthcare system. They really are.
0: Big time. Um, So what else? Yeah, has some questions, Micah?
1: oh i was gonna also throw in there like yeah another place that travel nursing is really needed and they'll pay that extra stipend is nashville tennessee i don't know what's going on out there but they'll pay four or five thousand dollars i don't know if it's just the scenery or what but yeah it's, right yeah so
2: yeah i think some of it uh, part of the travel is the experience so you know they may go look i've always wanted to go to nashville and you could you know enter in any city but i've always wanted to go to nashville And I know that I'm, it's probably not going to be the most lucrative assignment for me in terms of me putting cash in my pocket, but um, I want to go, I want to experience that for three months. I want to, um, you know see the area and they do it and so that's one of the benefits of being a travel nurse is that you can pop around and visit you know the cities that you've always wanted to live there for you know three or six months depending if you like it or not and um you really get a a sense of um of the area plus your your specialty as well they can kind of pop in different areas as well to uh, see which type of specialty they like And then there's always an element of, uh, like I said, transiency where some nurses, they, they take a, a a full-time job. They go, man, I love it here in Nashville. I'm staying. And they take a full-time position and they're out of that, the workflow, so to speak, in terms of travel nurse. And then a new one comes in. So it's, it's always a kind of constant flow of, of uh, nurses coming through.
1: And and even alluding back to that younger nurse coming in, because I just had a younger nurse book one of my places by herself and she paid for a whole three bed, two bath, but she probably ain't got no mortgage back home. She's young. Yeah. That might be the case, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Early mid twenties. Now, and she probably didn't have a lot of options. Like, Hey, if your place is available, like there's really, you know, I'll take it, even though it might, a three, two might be more than a two, two, right. Or, or, or a one bedroom. But, you know, the uh, inventory is we've got a ton of properties on there, but they are flying off the shelves easily. Yeah, yeah,
0: Uh, because one thing I've always I've dabbled, you know, we try to put our places as many spots as we can online, you know. And one thing I've dabbled in is Facebook Marketplace. But I'll, I'll tell you that, you know, I get nervous with the people that reach out to me from Facebook. Marketplace. Oh, yes. Yeah. And uh, not a lot of a lot of them aren't travel nurses. So I love I love how your site it is travel nurses. And I've, I've I mean, knock on wood, I've had great experiences with, with the travel nurses. They yeah. they they pay rent on time. Yeah. they're great. They just go there for, you know, to sleep. They want a good, you know, good place to sleep, good, comfortable bed. And that brings me to another thing. What are some some big tips you have for for making a great uh, travel nurse friendly place?
2: oh perfect um, I just went over to Jane's house Jane is a uh, a woman who we know and she's wonderful and she um, she just decked out her basement completely decked out her basement just for this purpose and she did such a good job I went over there just as a friend of favor and I was so impressed with what she did but um, she made it a space where you know travel travelers can can feel very, they could feel at home. They have the space that they need. They have everything that they need. Um, and the price point is in range. I mean, she's not offering any huge discounts, um, but it's also not the most expensive property on there. Um, so, you know, basically some of the things that she did, just the kind of the, the little touches are, like you mentioned, Steve, blackout curtains, Um, her furniture. I mean, she repurposed a lot of furniture. Like she went to, let's let's say Goodwill and found three bar stools and they were fine. She painted them white. They look crisp, new and clean. They look beautiful. Um, She had a little table behind the couch uh, as well. So you can kind of eat while you watch TV and things like that. Um, You know, travel nurses, they want uh, smart TVs. They want it, at least one smart TV. Um, they need internet. They don't necessarily need cable, but they do need fast internet. So if you're going to, you know, get splurge, you need to get the fastest package you have. It's just, it's expected. It's, it's the, the kind of bottom line of expectation for travel nurses. Um, let's see what else. Uh, if, if you have space, and maybe you're in that spot where you're like, I'm not sure, we don't have the space for a washer and dryer. Well, can you create one? Because if you can create that space for the washer and dryer, it will be uh, a game changer. It could Mm be, you know, it could uh, do a few things for you. It's going to, you know, you could probably get another hundred bucks or so a month um, and your place is just gonna be more desirable then as opposed to saying, well, you, you just have to walk down the streets, two blocks, it's very easy. It's still not that convenient, even if it's right next door. So um, yeah, washer and dryer is really, really important. Um, you know, everything else kind of dishwasher, you don't have to spend a ton of money. I know you had a designer in, in, uh, on your podcast and you can spend as much money as you want, but you don't necessarily have to. And as a furniture Finder host, or uh, think of it like an, like an Airbnb, right? Airbnb, Airbnb, sometimes they'll say, hey, I'll leave a bottle of wine or I'll leave this and I'll you know, do that. You don't necessarily have to do those extras. The little fine things are nice, like they, paper towels, some, some uh, toilet paper, enough stuff to get them started. That's kind of their love language. You don't have to leave them a basket of fruit and a bottle of wine. Now, granted, they'll eat and drink it. It's totally <laughs> fine to do that. It could set you apart. You could work the reviews. It's fine. Um, but these are traveling professionals. They don't expect it. They don't need it. They would rather save the money. Like, Hey, just keep the bottle, you know, save the bottle of wine and just keep the cost low. Um, what else? What other? And, and don't them?
0: put them on the bottom floor. Never do that. Because <laughs> <laughs> of any condo complex, you don't want anybody above them to... I tell them that every time I, I say, hey, yeah, this is the, the condo. You know, I describe it to them and it's on the top floor. No one's going to be on top of you, above you.
2: Yeah, you know, if you have it's that, important. it's a selling point. I mean, you yeah. know your, your area, you know your property better than anybody. Um, just if you're away from your family, what would you want? You'd want a stocked kitchen. You know, if you don't have a full kitchen, well, do everything you can. You know, get a, um, uh, you know, those, one of those toaster ovens, you know, get a hot plate, get, you know, uh, get a nice microwave, you know, do whatever you can to make that space um, really, really nice. And you'll stand out. Um, While you're marketing your place, do me one favor, get professional pictures or or if you don't want to take professional pictures, at least make sure they're light and bright, you know, sending pictures that are really dark and blurry and then going, hey, I'm not getting any travelers because your place looks gross, (laughs) you know? You got to showcase your place, you know, clean your car before you, you know, go on a date. It's the same thing. You you know, you you have to get uh, quality pictures in my experience, that is the best thing you could invest in. And for a one bedroom, let's just say for a, a two bedroom condo, you can probably get it for 175 bucks, 150 bucks, maybe 200 bucks. Professional photograph uh, photographers, they come out and you've got 24 images that are crisp and bright. And we did this for a place in Dallas that we had. And I did it before and after. And the pictures that You know, that we took, they were okay for the cell phone, Mm -hmm. but the pictures that that guy took um, were just fantastic. And honestly, we were able to increase our rent because of it, um, because it looked that good. So it might be the best 150 bucks you ever spent.
0: Got the wide angle lenses, man. It's very important. The lighting. I don't know what they do, but they do it well. (laughs) Worth every penny. Agreed. And one thing, like, you know, it's funny because you mentioned like, you know, they like they like that homey feel, you know, and and I was what I've been noticing, I don't know about you, Micah, mm-hmm. but like, for example, we have some rental arbitrages that, you know, so we're in for somebody that, that they already came furnished, you know, and it was because they were living in the place and then they, you know, they said, oh, they moved somewhere else. Or did this and that. but they kept it as a rental. But it had kind of, you know, they left it. The, well, I'm just going to rent it out, put it on Zillow furnished, which that doesn't help at all when you put it on Zillow furnished. No. Furnished Finder, it helps. But Zillow, eh, people are, you know, they don't care. They want to put their own stuff in there. But anyways. You know, we, it, and it looked pretty nice, but it looked like a, a lived in, like a house, like a like a lived in house. You know, they got a comfortable, you know, kind of leather sofas and comfortable bed with actual, you know, headboard and everything. It didn't. It's it's not like if you if you look at a bunch of Airbnbs, it's all wayfared out to the gills now, right? right. It's all wayfared puked on all an Airbnb, and that's just yeah. It, that was the trend. We all went that way, and we're like, you know, you can get a, a, a futon for 150 bucks. Great, throw it in, throw it in my Airbnb but i've noticed the ones that already came furnished like like a, look like a someone you know lived in place those are doing better than my my wayfair places you know what i'm Interesting. saying and, and so i'm thinking i'm thinking that would maybe for travel nurses too they find it, they they get that homey feel to it you know
2: yeah i i think it's a it's a fine balance. I like if there's egg plates and figurines everywhere, and you know, well, it's yeah. just so cluttered, it looks Clutter. like your grandma's house, and <laughs> may not be perfect for you. <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, everything. If you can, if you can find that that balance, um, then then yeah. But if your place is or if your stuff is dated and old, and you're just trying to turn it around, you, you know what? Get creative. You, you know a um a slip cover for a couch a white slip cover for a couch you'll be amazed at how much it brightens up a room so Mm -hmm. you know think about stuff like that where you don't necessarily have to go out and spend five thousand dollars on new stuff but you know if you could freshen it up i think uh it'll do you well
0: what are your thoughts on that micah i'm curious
1: uh, well i don't know i haven't noticed that i don't have the old grandma's furniture sitting around but i, mean,
0: <laughs> I didn't say grandma's furniture i just said you know nice you know lived in place not grandma's furniture. furniture repurposed micah
1: <laughs> this might not be good for advertising <laughs> no but um yeah I, uh, I i do notice that Wayfair's is definitely taking over but I, I try to use a little bit of design on mine um but honestly if you have good pictures it's really about the pictures like he said uh brighten them up like i had a photographer he did an all right job but mahogany my wife she went in and just brightened them up Mm. immediately just immediately overnight more people inquiring and requesting to stay
0: you you notice brian well you yeah you've had it all your life but Your name, Brian and Pain, with the Y and the I, it just messes with my brain. How many times have people messed that up in your life?
2: Yeah, well, you just said it, Brain. (laughs) A lot of times I get Brain, (laughs) Brain Pain,
0: Brain Pain. Yeah, because I want to spell Brian with a Y and Pain with an I. You know, it just it it screws with me. Anyways, oh man, it's been a great. Well, at least my
2: first name isn't Major, right? Major. (laughs) Major...
0: (laughs) Brain the pain. Yeah. Yeah. And one more important question, Brian. Um, do you think I'd look good in a v-neck? You think? I'd...
2: Yeah, I think you could pull it off, dude.
0: OK, cool. Absolutely. No, no hair. None. I'm good. Oh, I mean, <laughs> hey, that's that's good. You must shave. that's, that's hard. No, to no, man, I'm a Mexican hairless. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, this is fun. This is a great episode, man. We got the, the, yeah. the guy, the furniture Finder guy is on our show. It's this, this fine, man. This is awesome.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm stoked to meet with you guys and and um, you know I, I listened to your shows before um, somebody forwarded it to to me and said, oh look at these guys, they're just they're making it happen. So good on you for what you guys are doing. I'm I'm happy to support you any way
0: I can. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, we 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 love Furnish Finder. You know, with any website, it's anybody anybody has been doing short term rentals or whatever, and 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 then. And dipping their toes into the longer term, you know, market. It, it, nothing's perfect. Your website's really good, really good. But like I said, nothing's perfect, and and it's getting better every, every day. Yeah, good.
2: I'm I'm glad you said that. Um, we know it's it's not perfect, and it's uh it's one of those things. It's a labor of love that we are uh, totally committed to and you're you know so much of it is is behind the scenes um that that we're we're doing um but we're also launching kind of new things with all of the kind of the the new volume that we have which is a good thing um we have we've got to kind of reconfigure the map and that's taking up a lot of our time because you know you're trying to make everybody happy right so um You'll see some things come out to where the freshest properties get the highest ranking um, based on your activity. And, and, um, you know, we've got a lot of cool things for travelers as well set up. Um, So we'll keep at it. And I think you guys will see kind of our commitment level. Um, But bottom line is it works. And it is, it's one of those kind of hidden gems that if you're a landlord, And you want a bunch of tenant leads, you know, and you're renting a a place you're looking for furnished or, you know, looking for tenants like travel nurses and other business professionals. There's just nothing out there like it. And um, yeah, we're happy to be kind of in the position we are with this, uh, with this company and in this industry.
0: Yeah, I noticed uh, when you said about the activity thing, we we get um, email alerts now. Hey, man, update your calendar, mofo. You know, <laughs> we get those, and that and that's cool because like like you said, we we we're it's our job to okay. We talk to these people, these, these travel nurses or professionals, and then we we sign a, a you know lease with them, and okay, everything's golden, and we forget to update our calendars. You know, it's just that's the only thing that's the it just we just forget.
2: Yeah, no, and I get it, and and this is uh, that's gonna help with that. You know, because if you're, if you're using the app, if you're going into the dashboard, if you're replying to um, tenant leads, if you're, if you're active in the system, you're going to get a higher ranking as opposed to just, you know, that one thing, Hey, tell us, tell us what your availability is. Um, It benefits you as the landlord and it benefits the traveler a ton because they don't like dead ends you know, on the front end, when they're reaching out to, you know, to landlords, oh, this is already rented. Oh, it's already rented. You know, they're getting a lot of that. And, and so we're just, you know, we, we realize kind of our uh, opportunities for
0: improvement and we're, we're tackling it straight on. You'll see it. I guess one more thing is it is 99 bucks per property, right? Oh, you were going to get to how because about the about the the fraud, you know. Uh, oh, right. People, yeah. And, and I, I, I kind of not know where you were going with that, because when you make a sign and, and put our property on there, you want to see like an electric bill or something that ties us to the. Property. Yeah. How long
2: have you been? a? a oh, years. A, oh, years. OK.
0: Yeah. So
2: within that time, we've um, we've kind of uh, developed a system to where every landlord that lists, they have to be, they've got to go through a sophisticated vetting system. So you have to answer questions out of your credit report. So, you know, what car did you drive in 2020? You know, who do you have a mortgage to of these? Mm -hmm. Um, When did you get a loan here? You know, and they'll answer questions. Have you ever lived at this property? And they'll list five different listings, with five different properties. Um, These are ways that we can we can um, find out and make sure that you are who you say you are. You know, there's no, if anybody can create a listing, even on Airbnb, there there's fraud everywhere. And there are there are full places that just look for vulnerabilities. Um, so we invested so much time and money and effort into into locking down our system. So essentially, if you can't answer these questions that anybody should be able to answer about your own credit re- credit history, we'll refund you your money, and you can't list on our platform. That's how
0: that's how important traveler safety is on our platform. That's great. Because I mean, has it always been like, like that, or I mean, we've their-
2: always had we've always had certain things, and you mentioned oh, we'll send in a uh, a phone bill or send in a utility bill and a, a driver's license. That's just not good enough anymore. Right, right. Everything can be forged. There are, they'll spin up, um, they'll spin up uh, a license and a and a fake utility bill around a fake ID. So it's just not good enough. And if you if you get can get the data on a public website, so can they.
0: Yeah, I, I guess I guess that makes me feel a, a little better because. I used to trip out. and be like, OK, travelers reach out to me. I talked to them. They oh, I like your place. Yeah, I want to rent it starting wow. on the first. OK, great. This is how much, you know, deposit and rent. And then they'll Venmo me the money. OK, yeah. OK, I can't wait to move in. I'm like, wow, they just sent me a whole bunch of money. They don't even know me, you know, <laughs> but, right. but I'm glad you said that, you know, But for yeah, them, to- We
2: have, we got a Facebook group. And I, I know that you guys um, you mentioned something about Facebook Messenger. Well, Facebook, our Facebook groups um, are good for information, but bad for transactions and commerce because it's the same thing. You know, uh, Facebook Marketplace is riddled with it and uh, Facebook groups are just, they're not private. They're not secure. Um, So yeah, travelers really do have to be careful as you mentioned. So the one thing that we can say is, hey, when there's a listing on Furnish Finder, they've been vetted they've uh, been authenticated
0: we know that that they are who they say they are nice man nice it's been a great episode i'm, I'm glad you hopped on with us yeah,
1: yeah. I, really I
2: really appreciate did. it guys
0: Yep. Yeah. stay in touch uh, oh i did have one more question Bring it. a lot of us a lot of us guys uh in gals that are doing the the hosting and short you know short term we have a bunch of properties. Uh, I mean, I got, you know, 26 properties right now on, on you. you know, short term rentals, you know, arbitrages and um, and ones we host, yet the, the, the price is still 99 each one. You have any kind of like thing in the works where like some like, you know, people like us can put, you know, add additional ones for cheaper.
2: Um, You know, there's not a lot of margin on that $99. Ninety-nine dollars. I mean, if you think about it, you're you guys list on Airbnb as well. So, you know, if you think about the fees that are paid out, you know, the ninety-nine dollars pays for itself with its very very first tenant. Um, if they stay one month, the the system is already paid for itself. So, since there's just not a lot of margin on that, and again, it's not an accident that that cost is so low. You know, and that's also one of the reasons I think why we have a lot of the properties that we do over 70,000 on the map. Um, so, I mean, we can always talk offline and, you know, talk about a bro deal, but um, we we work with companies that, you know, that are listing thousands at the same price. Mm. Cool.
0: You can hook up uh, Live Let Thrive, Brian. It's cool. <laughs> Pro deal. Come on, just talk. <laughs> cool, man. Any more questions, Micah?
1: Man, that was it, man. That was a lot of a lot of good information. Uh, I loved it. I'm definitely I'm definitely on Furnish Finder all the time. I have a whole VA going through there and grabbing all the leads out of there. So definitely been very helpful. And uh thank you for creating the platform and the opportunity.
2: Yeah. It's our pleasure, guys. Um, as uh, you guys are using it, uh, feel free to reach out to me. I-, I love hearing from customers. Tell me what we can do better. Tell me where we- what you'd like to see. We'll build it. We're committed to you guys. So, um, yep. Thanks for having me on as well. Yeah, Thanks for hopping for on. on.
0: All right. Furnishfinder.com. Well. Furnishfinder.com. Furnishfinder.com. Thanks a yeah. ton. <laughs>
1: Thank you, Brian. Thanks.
0: All right. Pleasure. See y'all. See ya.
1: Man, that was Brian Payne from Furnish Finder. That was a really good convo, man. Really good convo. Learned a lot. Definitely had a lot of questions. I kind of wanted to go a little bit more in depth on that, uh, on like the data. But yeah, he, he <laughs> touched on a little bit. Like, I really wanted to know, like, are they, like, is there more people going for the single rooms or the houses? But yeah, it, it was a great, it was a great show. A lot of, a lot of information there
0: i know that um a lot of our listeners are gonna be like damn it why did not y'all ask him this why didn't you ask him that because yeah. i know that er- almost everybody that i know is on, is on a furnished finder it's kind of obligatory you got to be on there right
1: yeah yeah no i should we should we should on guests like this we, in the future we'll start you know pulling it out like hey what questions you want us to ask you know so d- definitely we'll do a little bit more if, we'll, do we'll do a round
0: two we'll do a round two we'll pull yeah. it out as far as right now live that thrive at gmail.com you can hit us up at our personal emails. That's fine too. I, I get questions from there sometimes. And um, yeah, th- thanks for listening to our show. We just, let's fuck like the leaders of the industry hop on our show. We're doing in our freaking, you know, little pod rooms. Isn't that, it just chips me out every time. It's like, these, these, these movers and shakers in the, in the short-term and long-term rental industry are, are wanting to come on Live, Let Thrive, and that's pretty funny. You flippant.
1: have over 200 hours of content. What do you mean? Of course <laughs> they want to come on here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> of course. I know, it, I know the why, but I just it still trips me out. Like, wow, you know, this is just yeah. some podcast we started.
1: started in Hearst, Texas, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and what? It, and the seed started in uh, over in Arlington at the at the meetup, and and then yeah. um, at the it was a uh, stocks. Yeah, it was our, my little stock investing club, and you hopped in. Uh, so, no, yeah. it, it's cool. We love doing the show, man. Like I said, we sure, yeah, movers and shakers hop on here all the time. So if you want to hop on here, you got to bring it you got to bring it and and yeah. thank you all for listening and, and supporting and all the great reviews. We get a lot of cool reviews on, on, leave us a review on, on, um, on, um pod, uh, Apple, Apple, iTunes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Apple
1: podcast. Leave us a review. You know what I'm saying? I, I know sometimes we get a little unprofessional here, but we try to keep it a hundred, keep it a buck as much as we can, <laughs> you know, that's but. what
0: they love about us. We keep it real, man. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We'll tell you some shit shit, you know, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, man, thank y'all for continuing to listen. It's been fun doing this, man. It's been, dang, that's four years since 2017 we've been running this. Man, it's been mm. awesome. And then we've been growing with it. So it's its really fun, you know. Uh, I got some big news to announce on the next Me and You episode. So we'll, we'll definitely be tuning in, tapping into another episode soon.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah, I can't wait to hear it. Yeah, yes, sir. <laughs> so, yeah, right, man. thank
1: y'all for listening. We are out. Peace. Later.
0: <laughs>